Episode of Palm Wine Central Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Uncle AK. And you know, man, with me, I got my good peoples, man. Babaz, this was good with you, bro. What's up, family? It's good to be back. Happy Sunday, everybody. Uh, special apologies to Barbara. I missed the last episode. Be back. Come back for sure. I got you next time. Just let me know in advance. Appreciate everybody else. Yeah, so, uh, Chef T, how you feeling? Hey, hey, you already know. Feeling good. Good to be back, you know, here on the pod. Hope people didn't miss me for too long, but, you know, we here <laughs> to give you another banger and get it going. That's another way to look at it. That's what's yeah. up. <laughs> how you feeling, man? Who? T, how you feeling? Oh, I heard how you got feeling, man. So I was waiting for the name. My bad. Sorry. I'm good. How is everyone doing? Good to see half, more than half the crew back. Been a minute, so. So much time is here. People are outside. I know. Tayo mm -hmm. having the people left and right. Oh, what? <laughs> Please. Wings. Accu accusations. Accusations. <laughs> is it not what we have receipts? <laughs> accusations. What receipts? <laughs> False accusations. You know what? Okay. <laughs> hey, hey, AI intelligence has fooled you all. <laughs> so you try to say that all those things are clones of you? Hey, I don't know, man. Just don't worry. Take it, take it how you. It will catch how you, you see it. Catch you like David o, Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> like David o, Wow. <laughs> wow, <Wild> like <laughs> Wow, <Wild like day. laughs> You know. <laughs> Just came yesterday, actually. Yeah, Aziz was there. How how was it, man? Look like you had, you know, front row as usual. Oh, you had a Davido concert. Yeah. Oh, yeah, nice, sure. nice, nice. How was that? It was good for the culture. Um, I think I would support any African artist that gets the opportunity to perform at the arena. Um, after seeing Burner Boy, though, it's hard to um, really say that it was great because Burner is is so so talented. But it was definitely a great um, reunion, and it was good to see everybody. So a lot of people I haven't seen in a long time. David O wasn't bad. He's just he's just not burner, right? He's going through a lot right now. Yeah, <laughs> we'll cut him some slack. <laughs> hey man, listen, he's an he's an artist, so he needs to put that to the side and go perform. Give the people what they need, like time. Serve them, serve them, serve them. That's why he showed up, right? <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. So at least he showed up and tried the best that he could, given the circumstances. It's super. It's super cool seeing him get the publicity and exposure of um and the notoriety that uh, American artists will get too. He's been on a lot of syndicates. I see that his his marketing team is doing some work, mm -hmm. and um, I think the world is starting to really recognize and appreciate Afro music. Afro culture, Afro beats for sure. Mm -hmm. He was also at the BT Awards too. So, right. yeah, right. that was pretty dope. 
that outfit though, man. I kept looking at them pockets, man. I'm like, what's up with this pocket stuff? <laughs> right. No one wanna walk, who wants to walk around with gloves attached to their clothes, man? What kind of anyways, this fashion thing is fashioning up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. All right, all right, all right. Let's get into it, man. What did you guys see this week that was absolutely dope to you, positive, you know? Um, something that was like, yo, yeah, we need to see some more of that. Usually you ask dope or shock. I was ready for a shock factor. Oh, shock, yeah, that too. Shock. Dope. Yeah, get it all. Dope or shocking. I'm like, ooh. Uh. Okay, dope or shocking, one of them. You know, good or bad. Let's let's go there. You know. There's this um nonprofit organization uh for cancer awareness or something like that in the UK. And they they are proposing to not use the word vagina anymore they want it that you can call it <laughs> wait for it front hole or bonus hole because if you say vagina it is not inclusive and can be offensive to people who don't have one <laughs> <laughs> yo <laughs> hey you guys send me that that that, that article man please you guys send me that article because uh, anyway. Wow. So they've wow. actually in their what do they call it? Their glossary, they've actually replaced the word vagina with bonus hole. They say so, so acceptable. So bonus hole, what's bonus about it? So well, it's, it's what, the is, extra what is that one area of bonus? Is the extra one that everybody else doesn't have. Everybody got a back hole. Not everybody got a front hole. <laughs> so I'm also going to say, so, so I'm also going to tap into the male side and say, yo, let, let it not say penis. I don't know about that, but this whole inclusivity thing seems to be attacking women the most. So apparently y'all get to keep your penis and we don't get to keep our vaginas. <laughs> Hmm. Well, I mean, if, for the purpose of fairness, right? It's only fair for me to make to, to make a statement as such. When I remember when you know this whole movement thing started, you know, it was yeah women who were championing it. Yeah, let's you know include. Yeah, let's X Y and Z. Now you cannot say, oh, we are getting the short end of the stick. I beg. I was not part of those women, and if they had a meeting, I probably missed it because I would have cast my vote. <laughs> <laughs> they are only found out on the internet that there was a meeting and women were supporting the whole thing, and now it's going downhill because they're mostly most of their things that they're going are geared towards the women, you know. So it's. They don't want to call women women. They say child bearer. So it's just so, I don't know. What? <laughs> it's, it's called, um, they call it what? Womb bearers. Womb carriers. Yes. So womb carriers. And some, listen, it's a lot. But yeah. So next time you want to address somebody, say, bring your front hole over here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, your bonus hole. 
Oh, I'm over it. I think for me, the um, the shocking thing is uh, still that situation in Chicago where the um, the uh, the 14 year old shot the guy that hit his mom at the um, local carryout. I think that um, as a black culture, we have a problem, right? Um, all too often, we have children that are playing the role of man of the house in these households and women supporting those notions. Even though these young men have no idea what responsibility really looks like and don't have an understanding of the consequences of their actions. So apparently this guy who was out of his mind anyway, was being antagonized by this woman, decided to hit this woman, which was wrong anyway. And it was said that the mom actually texted the son before he came in with the weapon. He comes in with the weapon. She tries to get him out of the location. He stays in a location. The guy that, is, that, that the woman is antagonizing is with another chick that's antagonizing him and daring him to do something about him, egging him on. He eventually hits the mom. The son shoots him. He runs. The son follows him, executes him. The son goes to jail. The charges get dropped. But if you're in a position where you're 14 years old and you feel like you're the man of the house, then those are the types of things that you feel like you'll have to do to protect your mom. And that's the problem, I think. That that young man is your son. He's not your husband. <laughs> He's not your guardian, right? Go and get a man, right? He's not your man. And we got to do a better job of, of making sure that those things don't happen collectively. Man, I was watching. Um, <clears throat> I was watching that stuff. Well, when it happened, and then, you know, when they dropped the charges, you know, and you know everything they used. I'm still like kind of confused by it. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, isn't that? Didn't you just kill somebody? Like, okay, right. this person is fleeing, and you right. chase them and you execute them. Like, that's cold blood killing right there. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, and free. To the kid's defense, once you shot him and he wasn't there, you probably should have finished the job because he was probably going to come after you at that point. But the one, the part that really got me looking into all of this is the part where the charges got dropped and then they showed the video of the mom like embracing him when he came right. out. Right, right, right. Like her man, I was like, whoa, there's something wrong with this picture. I mean, she was excited to see it. her son was yeah. her I don't see anything wrong with that part. It was how she went about it. Like it was, it was the, the level of emotion for me. It felt like she was embracing her husband. I mean, it, of course, there's a lot of emotions attached to it. There was someone lost a life. Her son had to save her. It, it's a lot of emotions in there. I wouldn't necessarily say that she embraced him like he was her man. But it's definitely a lot of emotions in that moment. That's for sure. I think you just hit it right on the head. Her 14-year-old son had to save her. That's the problem, actually. Her 14-year-old yeah. son had to save her from a situation that she probably could have diffused herself. And now his life is never going to be the same. I mean, listen, I say this all the time, right? And I know they might come for me and say, I'm not a mother yet and blah, blah, blah. Listen, when you become a parent, it's not about you anymore. Like you, your ego, your pride cannot, cannot 
procedure common sense cannot proceed especially if your child is on scene yep. you can't you your kids come first like it's not i know it's 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 a it's in the heat of the moment and everything but <clears throat> both of them i blame both adults somebody yeah. somebody could have walked away and For not sure. have to put that child in the position where they feel like felt like they had to save their mom granted the dude came at her and i'm sure. looking at this and true people you know people don't want to get involved with stuff but everybody was standing around making a fucking <clears throat> video Right. nobody came to help so this kid feel like he was the only chance and he really was because who knows what that dude could have done to the mom nobody's yeah. going to help true so well, it, it's just that's a good point like once he hit, him, he hit him, the boy everybody in that place felt that little boy including yeah. his mom everybody did yeah everything yeah. happened so quickly though so it was like the way it just happened abruptly but like you guys are saying like i don't believe like anybody was there to really help like people were just watching and then it was just like in the blink of an eye a whole incident happened that nobody I, expected I, I disagree with you if there's a whole video of the incident it was not in the blink of an eye now the moment where everything went down and they shot yeah that happened quickly there was a whole altercation before the she had time to text the kid, he saw the text, come out the car, come into the store. So no, it was not in the blink of an eye. It was not. They just watched it unfold. It, it was not, it was not as quick. I don't think so. I do not believe that. Because if there's, you record the entire thing, he had time to leave the car and come and had time to follow the guy and then shoot him again in the back. Nah. Hmm. So, like, I've still been asking myself, like, what is it that they were arguing about? You know what I mean? That got him to go, oh, I swear to God, I'm going to punch you, da, 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 right? Which, to me, was one, like, why do you even point yeah. fist mm -hmm. and throw such a hard punch? Or even punch a woman at that, or punch anybody at that, you know what I mean? I'm like, damn, like, that's so out of place, bro. Like, you don't even do that, you know what I mean? So, for me, I felt like, the kid, you know what I mean? To me, he's justified by that in that sense. You know, yeah. that's, because that's a whole grown man, you know? That's a whole grown man. And, sure. you know, if somebody's that violent, like, you don't know what they, you know, you you don't know what they could do next. You feel me? Keep in mind, this dude, the hater, was with another black girl that was egging him on. Oh, really? He yeah. was. He probably was trying to impress her. Mm -hmm. He wanted to be yeah. called a bitch-ass nigga. So he was like, I'm going to show her who's boss. You see, you see the things that we do in our own culture. Again, there are no political solutions for cultural deficiencies. Look at what we do to ourselves consistently. I don't blame. I actually blame all the yeah. adults involved. <laughs> yeah. Hey, everyone. Yeah. I think as black people more, <clears throat> as much it's... as we may not acknowledge it, I think we need to start learning emotion management. Yeah. We are lacking in that a lot. You see people fighting and taking out guns over a piece of chicken. Yep. And it's crazy because that lady that was egging him on, um, it got to a point where the mother was now upset and then she was now trying to have her son to also shoot that lady as well. But then the son was like, 
Mm-hmm. Nah, he was good. Like he refused. Like he wasn't doing no more after that. So it was just crazy. Like how all these adults were in the middle of it, and it's like nobody took accountability. What would just... that common sense? So my question too is like, what is a fourteen-year-old doing a gun? Hmm. Like, that's one, and then two, as a parent, why is your go-to form of defense? with your 14-year-old a gun. Mm-hmm. So let's say, for example, you know, you yourself, you do something to this kid that really pisses him off to the point that he cannot see nothing past you. Yep. But then, will he yep. put you down too? For sure. For sure. Mm. That's, that's the other part. Like, when you create these monsters, you can't get mad when they turn on you. Yeah, you cannot tame it. You can't. Yeah. I would like, I would really like to know what she texts the boy for for he for it for it to warn him to pick the gun from the car and come into the store. I would re, I would just out of curiosity, I would really like to know. Did she say bring the gun or the, I don't know? I, I would just like to know. Because if I feel like if she had said bring at least say come in and let's fight. I can understand. You know what I mean? Come in, let's fight. Like, if you just say, bring the gun, I don't know. Let me go back and get to something I mentioned about, you know, the people standing and watching and kind of correlated to, you know, in our group chat, all the videos that, you know, you were sending by um, Dr. Omar, right? As men, you know, that saying as men, you know, um, there's so much that we're not doing, right, to uh, um, benefit um, the young ones that are coming up, right? Mm-hmm. And with this video, for example, you know, again, it goes back to that whole thing about, you know, it takes a village, right? Um, the culture, the culture here does not, like, okay, a lot of people say, oh, you know, people are starting to watch, people are starting to watch, but the culture here does not, does not and has not taught anybody to step in and intervene, right? From jump, even in school. The minute the minute a, a fight start, you just hear you know you hear two sides. You know one side is cheering for the other one, for for that person, the other side is cheering for that person. Nobody wants to separate. No 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 no, let them fight. No no, no let them fight. Let them fight. Let them fight. They're gonna solve themselves. Now. You see, even the people around them are struggling so much and fighting to hold people back. You know them get tearing their shirt to hold people back, but they will not separate the people fighting. Fast forward and bring that into you know all those other things. You think anything would be different? How would it be? We're not trained to do that. We're trained to stand and watch. We're trained to run away. We're trained to say, oh, it's not my problem. Record, laugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That whole recording is what gets me. I just, like, I don't get it. Your first mm-hmm. cannot be to take out Everybody- your phone mm-hmm. when you help. Everybody wants to be viral, so everybody want to be that person breaking news i mean well i'm a technology person so i like technology so i mean i always support the idea of recording because with those recordings you know you can actually really see what happened you know say for example you know if i end in a court at least there's video right that shows play by play what happened different angles right you can see that from different angles and all whatnot and two for me, man, just the way I think. I'd rather 
one person go down and five. Meaning, what if a few people jumped in there wanted to like say, hey, X, Y, Z in a seat, and you know, this kid upon shooting takes five instead of one. But see, if they had de-escalated the situation, there would have not been a need to shoot. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how. I don't know how anybody in there was about to, you know, de-escalate, uh, de-escalate that situation. From what I was saying, from looking at it. Uh, yeah, because everyone it looks like everyone had backed off. You know, like stepped away, and they were doing their thing over there. So it's just. It comes down to me. I said, if I go somewhere and someone even looks at me funny, I'm walking away. I do not, I do not need to be that right, that bad mm. on anything, on anything. So I'm talking about. I am walking away. It's that simple. Because now your society, you know, now kids can have access to going and say, I am, I don't want nobody calling their gang up no i'm walking away i'm sorry i will go and cry in the shower like a normal person what you crying about i'm just saying like you might heard about the situation you could be i could be on the right right but you know what i'm walking away i am well talk to myself if there is a a a kid i'm walking away i'm sorry i'm sorry to say this right nothing against you Nothing against you, uh, uh, um, Tayo, and you know my peoples, yeah, you know my very, you know my handsome and beautiful peoples with dreads. But, but sometimes, man, especially in situations like that, if the person who is involved, like that guy, you know, he got dreads. I'm sorry, man. I'm taking a few steps back because right there in my mind, I'm really like thinking, like, yo, this person might have a weapon on them. My mind goes in different in different things, right? Like just that stereotyping, like I start looking at them a different way. I don't even care if I like you know <clears throat> had seen them walking all cool. The minute that my brain comes in and tells me, "Yo, take a few steps back and analyze the situation first before anything." You know, what I mean, just just saying, man. You know, so what? I mean, you know, nothing. You know, I guess my people would dress though. But, you know, I <laughs> <laughs> was about to. Fair, no, I mean he's he said rah rah, so I mean I'm I'm not the rah rah type, so I guess I I can understand in the sense of where he's coming from and you know comparing it to the situation. So it's all good, bro. Yeah, it's sad. It's really sad. I think we've stopped looking at the bigger picture as a society, and that's where we're failing. That's that's where we're failing. We're not looking at a bit of bigger picture. There's a lot of things that happens that snowballs into this and it's affecting kids in the future. And imagine now, like, I don't even know what, like, the next generation in their 20s, what that's going to look like for them. Mm. I have it, It's scary to even think that I might have a child that will grow up in a lowless society yeah. where... No empathy, there's no compassion, there's no common sense. That sense of community is gone. It's now all mm. about clout, self, and narcissism. They're, they're doomed. And mm. I, it's a scary thing to look at. It really mm. is. So I just, I don't know. We, Does that saying that goes that things have to get really bad or worse to get better, right? So we've seen, or we've seen, or we've read, we've heard about things being really bad to 
started getting better and better and better and now it's going back again to bad. So does that that saying is it like a loop or is it like a one-time statement? If that makes sense. I think it's a loop with different generations. They all grow and have their own things to face, their own battles to fight. It might be a loop. It might be a one-time thing. I don't know. Only time will tell. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, the sun talking about cutting, slashing social uh, social security, slashing all these different things. And I'm just sitting here like, what will happen to uh, um, people, you know, living below middle class? Um, um, what happened to them? Are these not the people who are, you know, breaking their backs, taking care of the sick, cleaning the trash and all these different things? So if you can all these different, all these different programs and all whatnot, what happens to them? Not their problem. <laughs> not their it's, problem. <laughs> it's, it's, it's gonna be outrage. I don't know. I think Another, so, I think it was so powerful what he said. Like you should never have to be so right, so bad that you can't walk away from this experience. And I think when men start really understanding that, society as a whole is gonna be significantly better. Because I don't really understand why men antagonize and argue with women anyway. That's not really that manly to begin with. But if you are one of those guys, why in the world didn't you just have the self-governance to just say, you know what, it doesn't even matter this much. Let me just walk away. This guy would still be alive today if he could walk away. Ego. Mm -hmm. And then there was another woman there, egging him black woman mm -hmm. there. Understanding that he was about to hit another black woman. It did. If did you see those punches? They were deadly. I would if that was my mom, I would have shot him too. Dead. Right. I'm not even playing. Those punches right. were deadly. Right. And what's wrong with her? Why are you even dating him? <laughs> like, what's wrong with you, G? If he's doing it in this in public, what's he doing to you in the house? Right. But you're missing the point. That's exactly what she wants, though. If not, she would not be gassing him up to go for it. It's yeah. what she wants. Yeah. You're right. And so I don't know what's going on with people. Some people think that getting physical, that's how you see that a man is a protector. That, that's not protecting you at all. If he's going to put so, I mean, granted, if you come at us, like, you know, I protect myself in self-defense, but like, Something that requires a strong mindset and you cannot utilize that, you can go far away with from me with that. Like you're not a man is someone who can put his emotions in check. Like you can do that. I mean, it goes the same for a woman too. Let me let it not sound like, you know, I don't have the same standards for women. It's the same thing. A grown person should have a check on their emotions. It is just that simple. Don't let your ego get the best of you. Don't let somebody hype you off a cliff. Don't give somebody the power to take your life. It's not to say that. Mm -hmm. It's not to say it's uh, 
you know, it's like flipping a coin or like, you know, opening your blanket and jumping into it and, you know, closing it. Right. But it's to say, um, take that walk on a day to day basis. You know what I mean? Um, once you encounter people, first of all, you have to be able to read the room, right? Know the people you involve, you involved with or yeah, at that time. Right. Like you walk into a place and you scan the environment and you, you know, you start looking at different people and be like, yeah, that guy looked like, you know, he could tear somebody, you know, just look. Or yeah, that guy looked like, you know, I could pick them and fling them, you know, out the window, shit like that. You know, but most of, you know, most importantly is, you know, when somebody, when you step on somebody, somebody steps on you. Like for me, personally, when somebody steps on me, my number one thing is like, yo, my bad dog. You know what I'm saying? And then if they realize that they didn't want to be like, no, no, it's my bad, it's my bad. We'll keep it moving. But I don't want you to turn around and be like, yo, what the, f-? because for me, once you turn around and do that, I'm also be like, yo, what the fuck too? You know what I'm saying? But it's easier to just say, yo, my bad, I keep it moving. Easy for me to just do that, I keep it moving. So sometimes when you go into places and people are like talking and people will talk. People will poke you for no reason. You know, they say the best answer to a fool sometimes is to be quiet. Yes, you're feeling it, it's burning, but must you speak? <laughs> must you really react? That's what I say, you cry in the shower like a normal person. Must you react? You learn, you learn to leave another day. Like for me, oh, today, today's your day. No problem. I'll wait next week. I'll wait when you're in a good mood and I'll dish my own then because I know you will not be too rage. You're so much in a good mood. I'll give my own, you know what I mean? And it will be level a little bit to the point that you'll not be so raged out. So now I'm not going to go toe to toe with you today, but I'll have enough time to formulate my own ways that when I give you to, you'll be, you, you'll stink a little bit, but in a friendly way, mm-hmm. you know, so. Anyways, man, Tayo, you got your own, or should we move on? King. King. Uh, it's not really a shocker like that, but I think they said that. Um, well, it might, it may be. They said the uh, price rate. So you know, uh, Lionel Messi has come to the U.S. into Miami, and they said that the um, average um, tickets for club sales had went up from like one fifty to about like close to seven eight hundred since Messi joined the club and all these other stars. So, um, you know, for the local fan, you know, you got to get ready for that increase. But, um, you know, Messi's in Miami. They're saying it's one of the biggest superstars to come to U.S., foreign land, you know, European stars. So, um, yeah, you know, ticket prices got to go up. (laughs) Messi's in town. Who's complaining though? Local fans. <laughs> what are they complaining about? Wouldn't they pay the same amount if it was basketball? Say LeBron or somebody was going to their town. Wouldn't they pay the same amount to go watch them? Hey, I don't know. I guess if you if if you frugal and you you don't want to spend, you know, it's not gonna change. <laughs> hey man, you could spend on that direct TV though. <laughs> hey. <laughs> right. <laughs> You can frugal your way to that direct TV and watch on TV, you know, it's direct to your TV, no problem. You know what I'm saying? But yo, y'all see the um the um riot that's going on in France right now? Saw that. The police shot the what? Yeah. Police shot the kid in um traffic and man, for me, for me, I mean, not that I like riots or not that I like disorder or anything like that. But I'm just saying, man, 
Then people are about their business, man. <laughs> we over here with chickens, man. <laughs> then people, they are about their shit, man. They are in the streets with guns, grenades, everything, dog. Like, they are fighting the cops like no other, bro. Like, they're not playing over there. They're not playing. You know, um, about a thousand and something arrests have been made, you know, um, you know, throughout that, you know, that, that 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 side. And it's really bad, man. And it's like, I think with the Muslims, if I'm not mistaken, like I think it was a Muslim kid, something like that. Uh-huh. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. But yeah, I think yeah, but it's really crazy over there, man. Um Yeah, because they see what it's doing in the US. They let that slide, it's gonna be a norm. And then they'll be struggling like people are over here with the cops and you're shooting people and getting away with it. Yep. So, I applaud them. I really do. I don't know if I'm built like that, but I applaud them. No, nah, they 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 don't play. They don't play out there. But anyways, man, let's switch a little bit, man. Um to our own homeland, you know, our Supreme the Supreme Court of the United States made their decision on affirmative action and they pulled that shake back. Um, how you feeling about it, man? Don't go all at once. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess I'll just read because I did a little, you know, search from Google Bart and um so affirmative action, for those who don't know, affirmative action is a policy that is aimed to increase opportunities for historical marginalized groups. It can take many forms, but it's often um it often involves giving preferential treatment to these groups to these groups in areas such as education, employment, and housing. So the Supreme Court is saying that, oh, um, for it to be like that, it feels like favoritism towards one group versus the other. You know, um, the white folks don't like the being, um, I guess, discriminated against because the colored folks, you know, um, they could get admitted based on the color of the skin and shit like that. So to find it not balanced. So how do you guys feel about this? I mean, I don't know if, and mind you, and as I was reading too, I think this is in some select schools. It's not across the entire nation, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's some select schools, they say. So let's discuss. Me, I'm, I'm two-faced about it. Um, on, on, the one, on the one hand, I see where the ruling comes from, right? So if you're going to give preferential access to a particular group, then that that takes away from another group, right? Whether or not it is black or brown or white, that's the basis of discrimination. But again, um, it's just, I think the affirmative action, the race card is like the, very last thing. It's not like they're going to take unqualified people, right? And putting them in places where they're not qualified. I think these people have a right to be there. I just think it's because historically black people have not had access to like, um, shoot, what do they call them? Them have it in Ivy League schools, right? So they are being intentional about going into these communities with people that look like them to show them that it is possible because a lot of them don't even think about applying to schools like that. 
But then they send out reps from the schools that look like them into those communities to say, hey, you have good grades, you have all this, you have all this, it is possible for you, apply. And now if you're taking this one person, I feel like it comes down to, if we have two people who have the same range of SAT scores and blah, 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 and everything, then they look at who would be less likely to get into any other school. Someone for a poorer background, low income, and then, and it just happens, unfortunately, that this group of people are predominantly black and brown. And so they happen to be that. So I feel like it is, it's a dicey, it's a dicey situation. But again, they're intentional about hiring, uh, uh, admitting these people into schools. I don't know. I think I see both sides, but I don't know which side I, I'm for yet. I, I'm still gauging. It, it's kind of hard to see. Because whoever brought um, them people who brought the case to the Supreme Court were Asian Americans and said they felt like they were being discriminated against because that affirmative action was not, it was not geared towards them. So I can see that point. But again, I don't know. There are thousands of schools in the US, like just let poor people breathe. <laughs> that sounded bad, but like, I don't know. So you said Asians? Huh? You said Asians brought the lawsuit? Yeah, the guy, the people for the, what is it called? They, this student, Fair Student Association or some, something like that, Student Fair Association. Fair admission, something. It was a, a I think it's a, Asian American was the national race, ethnicity or race. I don't know what they call it. Mm -hmm. People, yeah, who who went and did it for Harvard, and I think it was like North Carolina, or something university or something like that. But yeah, they said that in that process they're being marginalized. Apparently, it's not the first time this has been ongoing till the final ruling. So I don't know. I see both sides. What I fail to see is how, like they say, that this would affect diversity in schools. So I, I, that's what I'm having a hard time seeing the possibility of. You said how it will affect the diversity in schools? Because they're saying but, that I mean, race, race should not factor. Right. It should not, but it will. I mean, it will. So, okay, so for example, yeah. I'm looking at it from like, I'm looking at it from like a business standpoint, right? For example, or monetary standpoint, for example. Um, if I come in and I, well, if I go apply to Harvard, or Princeton and stuff like that, right? And I use my um, blackness, right, mm -hmm. in my essay, right? Or I use my background as part of my essay to give reasons to why they should admit me into this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Before, with that, they cannot reject it or they cannot say, oh, you're using race here to that, right? They, they'll, use, they'll use that in my favor. 
But now they cannot do that. And I mean, yeah, now they can say, no, that, I mean, that's not a thing. And not only can they do that, I cannot sue them to say, hey, you guys are discriminating. You know what I mean? So it's to me, I feel like they've completely removed their hands from, oh, now you guys cannot sue us for saying, oh, yeah, we're basing this on race. Or you guys cannot sue because we see a lot of different things, you know, like, for, okay, Didi, for example, you know, wakes up and, and, and you know, files complaint against um, one of those particular companies saying, oh, they were racially um, discriminating and stuff like that, right? And suing them, and, you know, and suing them for money. And, you know, they woke up and then, uh, um, cut ties with him, like complete ties with him, right? And it's just recent, you know, stuff like that. So I'm, I'm thinking to myself that I just seeing all these things with people, you know, saying using that racial thing as that, and then stop putting different clauses in between now to kind of cover their asses on that. I don't know. So the agents that um had the issue, what, what were they proposing to be added or what? No, to just take it off completely, and that race should not factor. Um, you know, those policies that make it in to high to admit students intentional based on race should be eliminated and it should just be a merit-based system, regardless of race or color or background type. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to look at how many Asian students felt like they over overqualified over and they were slighted as a result of, right? Because if you're making like um these kind of bold proclamations, it usually means that you're saying that um we know that we deserve to be here and the only reason you're here is because of your color. So it's two prong for me, right? First and foremost, I don't think our best and brightest need affirmative action anyway. I think we can compete with anybody that were overqualified. The second part is that I don't think we should want to be in rooms that that don't want us in them anyway. And I feel like the bigger problem is that um, we're so comfortable with um, white validation, especially especially when it comes to these schools and universities. These are awards and all these other things that really have no real value that are given to us by people that really don't care about us anyway because of this deep-seated inferiority complex that we've, we are, we've had for years since almost our existence, that we don't understand that we can and we're better than. So if you don't want me in your school, I don't want to be in your school anyway. There's plenty of other schools and we've proven through our track records made away regardless. So we don't need affirmative action to be successful. We've never really needed it. It was actually their guilt that started that. It was for their benefit, right? It's tax breaks and business if you do those things. So even in that process, there's loopholes that benefit them. But once we get to the place where we don't need white daddy to let us know how good we're doing and how smart we are, we'll be in a way better place. So I actually like it because I feel like it's the first step in us really understanding our own value for those of us that really don't understand our value. So what about... No, I was going to say, like, I really don't think it's about white validation. I think they're just that affirmative action is just trying to give people the best chance to be in places where otherwise they would not be in. Right. So that, if you get a high education. That statement in itself is a fallacy to me, though. Give people the best chance 
to be in places where they no longer would be. No, where they otherwise would not be. Where they otherwise would not be. Why yeah. do I need to be there? What is it? What is it benefiting me to be there if you don't want me there? As is, everybody has to be somewhere, right? I go to a school that wants me. That's going to give me the same opportunity, the same education, the same amount of money, scholarship money. This, the same, the same ability to be successful. And Why? they're not stopping you from going to other universities. They're just saying, for us, this is what we're doing to make sure. And it goes right back to where uh, people like, like predominant, sometimes you would hire and they would disregard your, your resume. You may be the most qualified. They'll look at your name. Nah, this person, a, a white person will get more attention than you because of your name, because of your race. It's those type of systemic issues. And that's what they were trying to combat. It's not okay. like they're saying this. They're just trying to give other. Have you seen this? Have you seen this picture of equality and equity? Have you seen that meme where equality, everybody gets the same si size of a box and stands on? But mm -hmm. equality means that some people will get more support to be able to make to level the playing ground of uh, playing field pretty much. That's what affirmative action is doing. But it doesn't though. That's the that's to me it does not. To me, it's, it's, a, not it's, a solving, it's not solving systemic issues, but it it's a start. It's like a lot of, I'll tell you this, a lot of people are in neighborhoods that don't even think that certain schools or certain things are meant for them. So when they send a rep that looks like you, you see someone who has a PhD or a master's degree comes to your hometown. And it's not like these people are not brilliant. They're smart. They're equally of merit. But otherwise, if they're not sought out, they would not be going to schools like that. Whether they are getting tax breaks or not, it's it's irrelevant. This person is benefiting from that process regardless. Now, if they come to your school and they say, oh, yeah, this person is this, highest grades in the, in the state or in their county, and, it, and they offer you an opportunity, Otherwise, that person probably would not have dreamt about uh, applying to Harvard. One thing I do That's know. That's what I'm saying. One thing I do know is if you are that person, guy or gal, and you exceed expectation and you are <clears throat> really qualified, it doesn't matter what you look like. They will find you and make sure you get there. As is, I think what you do. action. Affirmative action to me. You just said that is the fallacy right there. Reproach, putting yourself in it. All that works good and well, but you cannot in good conscience act like there are not things in place that hinder people that look like you and me. It doesn't I don't change. Care I, I don't care if you have a PhD, if you have you are more educated. I've been in rooms where I'm more educated than people, but because I look the way I look, and I'm a girl, they would listen to some bullshit that some other person says who is white before they listen to me. Or I could say something and that person echoes and they'll listen to him even more. What does that? That does not mean that I did not assert myself. It's just sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't hurt to get that extra boost to shine. It does not help. It does not make your merits any less than what it is. I don't want it if you don't want to give it to me. If you're going to put me in a room and I know I'm smarter than everybody in that room and I'm begging 
for a job, then I'm just going to go create it. I'm not going to stay in that room. Why would I want to be there for pennies? But, and walk away but you, not everybody can do that for themselves, though. That's where we have not to get Not everybody to. can. That's, and that's some, and some, sometimes it's true. Not everybody can. I wish everybody could, but that's not true. So, so everybody cannot just say, fuck this job and fuck your school and I'm going to go to another school. Not everybody can. Not everybody has all the opportunities. Not everybody has the resources. That's what I'm saying. Because you're okay. acting like everybody does have options. So what are you going to do? You're going to stand there and take it? And take what? You think if you, affirmative you action came from me and I could get go to Harvard and get an Ivy League education and put myself better and I wouldn't do that? Why? Because it was called affirmative action? I'm getting an education out of it. If you think that everybody can't do it, right? They can't. They don't have whatever it takes, the wherewithal, whatever the resources, etc., to get themselves to a place where they're not begging for opportunities. Then what do you do if you're on the opposite end and you need that opportunity and it's still not coming? There will always be people on either sides of the theory, as is. There's okay. So you there's mean there's. So you mean beg, I will still not get it. There are people who will beg and get it. There are people who work hard and get seen and noticed based off of their performance and their merits. There are people who will not stand for it and go start their own thing. There are people in all the spectrums. So you but mean I'm that when saying, one door closes, there's another door that's going to open? Sometimes it will. It doesn't always. Exactly. So we don't need that door anyway. To hell with it. Say you don't need that door. There are people who need it. Oh, we're all capable. We're all capable. Some of us start from level three and have to work our way to level 10. And some of us are on level seven. But it doesn't matter where you start. It's all about the end goal anyway. You can still get there. And I feel like that's the message that we need. We don't need their validation. We don't need their plaques. We don't need their schools. Have you ever met an artist? I'll just take a plane. There's an artist who is very talented, writes great music, can sing amazingly, but just has not been discovered. And then there's someone who's shining bright and is trash. Is it because they're not working hard? Yeah. Sometimes you just need that one person to shine a light on you. And then sure. and there ain't, ain't nothing wrong with that. So you cannot say that. And sometimes if someone comes up to you and say, hey, this is the situation. Now, I'm not saying you're going to do doggone anything just to get a shine. Hey, if you want to do that, that's your prerogative. But at the end of the day, people have to do what they have to do to get where they're going. And I am mad at that. Hey, if you <clears throat> if affirmative action, affirmative action me all you want. If I have an opportunity and I say, no, I'm not going this route and I'm going another way because I have those resources, I can't. But I can't just say everybody should go that route because not everybody has my resources. Not everyone is trying to go where I'm going. Not everyone is trying to get into rooms that I'm, we're all on a different path. So I'm just saying that this, this is one spectrum of it. They're all a whole different variants to what you're saying you can't just be black and white it's not that's not how it is you know there's there's um there's only one prerequisite to success and it's not having an opportunity from a group of people that don't want you there anyway it's just maximum effort 
that is it. I disagree. I completely disagree with that statement. If people, if people don't understand the steps that it takes to get there, that's completely different from not having the opportunities. But we all have 24 hours. And there's nothing one man can do that I feel like I can't do. So once I see somebody that has done something, that's all I need to see. And I've seen a lot of people that haven't gone to these schools that are way more successful than these people that are in these schools. As a matter of fact, all these schools afford people that I've seen is an opportunity to work for people that don't look like them and tell them what to do at the expense of what they could be doing. And what's wrong? They want to work. They want to go work at Meta and Google and then Instagram, and they don't even understand that they have the capacity to create their own. They literally walk over dollars for pennies because of affirmative action, because they love to be in these white spaces. To hell with all of that. That's the problem, actually. Get rid of it, and let's start really working and building. As I said, I think you're just oblivious to deep-rooted. I think you're just oblivious to everything else. I, I, think, I think you are. I... Actually, no, I, don't get me wrong. No. I get your point. I okay. really do get your point. Okay. But there are two sides to a coin as is. There are two sides. It is not black and white. It is not. It is not black and white. There's the other side of the coin. It is not. Yes, but I've been and on not both. everybody wants to go out there and cure cancer. Don't forget that. Not everybody does. Not everybody wants to go out there and start their own universe. Not everybody. Everybody wants to go out there and be a CEO and do things. People are content with things that they get sometimes. And that should be okay. Even if you can see the potential in them, if that is what they want and that is where they can reach, that should be okay too. So not, not everybody can, can do all that. Not at the expense and though. not everybody will. That's, that is okay. But not at the expense of you pretending to be something that you're not because you feel like you accomplished something that you haven't. So, hold on, let me let me interject here right right quick. You know, mm -hmm. definitions out there before we continue with you know our conversation. And you know, great point is there. But oh, for you know, you guys and our listeners right now, um, there there are actually two different types of you know affirmative actions. There's remedial affirmative action and diversity affirmative action, right? Remedial affirmative action is designed to address past discriminations, while diversity affirmative action is designed to, to promote diversity in institutions and workplaces. So as we have a conversation on this affirmative action, I guess we have a, you know, the conversation on the diversity part of it, right? Um, and I just wanted to ask um, this. You don't have to deal with this unless you want to, meaning that if you want to go to a school like Princeton, for example, right, you want to become a top-notch lawyer, right? You need that extra boost. It's like being part of a fraternity, for example, right? You belong to a certain group of individuals. You know that, you know, this thing attached to your name, your resume, will put you, you know, in way better spaces than those who don't have that. Right. References. Yeah, exactly. You know, stuff like that. So, I mean, I see both sides to it, but at the same time, it's like in this day and age where 
you know, it's easy to go out there and create your own, right? In this day and age where we've seen that certain types of education, it's not even worth, you know, all that extra energy. I mean, it's good to go and get it, you know, to have structure, you know, because I really do believe that, you know, education, you know, keeps people structured. The reason why, again, for me, some of our brothers and sisters are like it is because they really didn't go through, you know, higher education, right? Not just to gain that knowledge, but to also have that training, that consistency of, yo, I need to turn this in at this time. If I don't turn this in this time, I'll get penalized, right? If I get penalized, my grade at the end of the semester will be shit because of that, right? And start analyzing things and start moving things, shifting things around. They didn't go through that. So what do you think is going to happen to them when they get hit with the real world? Would they be equipped enough, right, to make certain strategic decisions? Now, some people can learn fast on their feet while others cannot. But again, um, back to my question of, for those who are not, I mean, for those who absolutely want to go there, right, should they accept this as part of the cross, the burden that they'll carry? Now, matter of fact, fuck that. Hasn't this been a burden and a cross that they've been carrying? What changes now, really? You mean for those who get through the affirmative action? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing? What changes now? I mean, I feel like with with the rule there, with the rule not there, it's the same thing, I feel like. Yeah, yeah I, I guess it's supposed to be getting, you have to prove, you have to still keep your grades up to stay in. Right. Just like every other place. It's just to get your foot in the door. So it's still on you. So it's not like affirmative action is giving you a pass. You're still going in there and working just as hard as everybody else. It just gave you a foot in the door for you to be able to get in. You're still going to have to work hard. You're still going to have to put in the time. You're still going to have to do all that. So, I mean, to me, it just is just for the beginning part. That's that's as far as you're not going to fail. And they say, oh, you were, you came into affirmative action. We'll cut you some slack because you're black. Your grades are sleeping. You know, we'll, we'll ignore that. No, if you slack in your grades, they kick, they're going to kick you out. So it to me, it's just for the foot in the door and that's it. The rest is still on you. You still have to work out. You still have to use your brain. You still have to dream big. You still have to go out there and create your thing. It's just getting an education. Hey, Tyo, man, what you I think? think we go over I think <clears throat> I think it was, because I know you had mentioned there was two affirmative actions. I think in the beginning that um, I would lean more towards the remedial affirmative action for the fact that um, I feel that for as long as it's standard, you know, I believe um, the notion was that, you know, felt that maybe they were more qualified than others, but they felt that due to their race, that's why they didn't get certain positions. So people felt that with this now being put forth, that, I mean, overall, it would, you know, lead to, you know, seeing more diversity for the most part, inclusion. But like T said, you know, you would still have to make sure that you know, everything is still based off the merit. They're not just going to put you in there just to put you in there now that they have this affirmative action. You still got to be on your game and make sure that you're qualified. And, you know, when it comes down to, you know, um, a case where maybe in the back and, and they would use race to determine the last two people, it can just be based off of just straight merit. And then, you know, you don't have to include that into a decision. 
Let me say this first before we continue. The affirmative action is not ignoring merits. Now, these people are equally as qualified as every other person. And that's why they go and seek them out. So it's not that they just sit and do a random pick and go to a low income neighborhood and pick some kid from a high school. These are people with excellent grades and just as talented and in performance and academics, just like everyone else. So because sometimes people hear affirmative action and say, oh, they give them a pass and they just think, oh, these are average B plus, C plus students. These are people who are excelling. And but now, that's so that's something that I think people keep forgetting. Just mm -hmm. because it's affirmative action doesn't mean that they, they will smoke you in the classroom. But that's what those agents that brought this up were hinting at though. Yeah, that's, that's what they were hinting, but that was not the case. Every, from what I see experts have said from every person that has gone through affirmative action were equally qualified. It's just like Tyre said, it comes down to, say, last five people, for example, they would pick the people who are from a lower income than somebody else, which sometimes predominantly is mostly Black and, black and, and, and Latinos. Okay, so let's break this down, right? If a group of people had enough power and control to say, we think that this is unfair, Proposing a proposal bill that would have it canceled, and the highest order and the highest law that land said, you know what, we agree with you guys. We're going to go ahead and get rid of it. What do you think that they're really telling you? And like I said, I see both sides. I do agree that somewhat I would be pissed if it comes down to merit, right? And then race has to be a deciding factor. I would no. be. I, I, I feel you. I feel you. What I'm saying is that. If a group of people, right, mm -hmm. had the power to propose a bill that said there's a group of people that are getting unfair advantages based on X, Y, Z that are ex that are excluding us from these opportunities, they got all the way to the highest law of the land, and they said, you know what, we're going to get rid of it. What does that tell you? That they run shit. That the people at the top of the mountain don't care anyway. So whether you're comfortable with it or not, don't care. So why are you so comfortable with people that don't care about you anyway and then being in those spaces? If just like this, they can say, you know what? We don't want you here. Get out of here and figure it out. Why do they have so much control? Why do you need them so bad? This is the things that I think about when I hear stuff like this. I think sometimes right collectively i'm not speaking of anybody individually we are so used to bootlicking that we can't even recognize the feces around our lips because we're so used to kissing ass and we got to get to a place where we understand that we have we are overqualified and we don't need to justify that to anybody we got to go get it tayo's a chef tayo doesn't need to work at anybody's restaurant tayo should own a restaurant Akandi is a IT mogul. He should have an IT company in a few years. You're an auditor. You've been doing this. You should have an auditing company in a few years. We don't need anybody to say, well, just because you're this or you look like this or we need to fulfill this, that you can work here. We'll pay you this. No, we should be cutting checks. That's the message. To hell with affirmative action. We need action. That is it. 
And I agree. I agree with you. It's just one thing is sure. Now, as I feel like now at the end of the day, that was one way to give people a head, you know, uh, what they call it, head a start. Boost. A boost. Yeah. yeah, that's one way to give a boost. It's been shut down now. Now, as Black people, we need to figure out another way to boost our community in our own way and under our own terms. I agree. I just don't, I just never saw it. I just never saw it as a boost. And that's, that's my argument. I never saw it as a boost, right? Oh. I never, just because we were there, it meant that we were going to get these opportunities. I don't think that a, a person that goes to Howard and a person that goes to Harvard, they're going to pick the, always pick the person that goes to Harvard. I think it's more about relationships. Uh, about understanding, it's a, it's a it's a lot of other things that go into it. I think the fallacy of uh, you being this person that has gone here has clouded our judgment, and we don't really understand how power works. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Also, too, also to that is like, you know, um, just because you weren't there does not guarantee automatic success. You know, I mean, you still right. gotta, you, you still you gotta, gotta run for it, right? Mm -hmm. And then, and then the main point I was trying to make was the fact that, you know, um. Mm -hmm. When you go out and you you know you go get this, how, I mean, for me, I'm looking at a bigger picture, right? How do you come back and impact your own community? You know what I mean? Like, okay, we want we want to keep this in the fam. Like, okay, for those who you know the pioneers, like we always talk about pioneers, right? Pioneers are people who you know who've done it before us, right? They've led by you know they've, you know they've done it. We see that yo somebody has done it and we too can do it, right? So why kind of folks like black folks who have you know gone and done that? And seeing the struggles, you know, the ins and outs on them, I say, okay, you know what? Let me create this firm, and let me also get some of these black kids who, you know, who are leaving college, who want to become lawyers, doctors, engineers, and stuff like that. I mentor them because all this shit really comes down to mentoring, bro. Like, look at kids leaving college and going, you know, in, you know, on, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, what's that thing? Um, internships and stuff like that, you know. But for us, most times, it's, it's, it's most times it's, you know what? Oh, your internship has to be paid. It's like nigga, you haven't even taking a few steps and all of a sudden you want to fly <laughs> you know what i mean like not everything really is about money yeah right not everything's about money because sometimes the relationships that you build will take you a long way than the money well, that you get that you know that give right. so first it's about like cultivating the habit of you know wanting to mentor each you know each other uh -huh. and that begins with you know our peers Right, like, yo, you see your man slacking. Yes, you know, it's one of those people that you know you might say a word or two, and they might not, you know, take anything from what you said, or they might try to fight you and stuff like that. But do your due diligence. You know what I mean? If you say that's your friend, then do do your due diligence. Friendships are not meant to be sh sh sugar coated or, you know, massaged. Like, I'd rather you know that this is how I feel, and you don't talk to me than you talking to me, and I'm sitting there. With this thing in my heart you know knowing that word that yo you could be in a better place right so it's like also having those intentional conversations and saying yo we are better than this you know we could do better you know um you can do better you just need to push here and push there i mean i know nobody's perfect you know you you know and also too it's also um talking about our struggles you know because sometimes they say not everything that glitters go you can see somebody and, you know, somebody, but then when you go crack, you know, just go crack a little bit, you you know, to see the inside is like rotten. Mm -hmm. you know I mean? So it's also like talking about your struggles. Like, yo, I'm struggling here, I'm struggling there. Because to 
have a problem shared is have a problem solved. So just sharing your struggles to my saying, yo, I'm struggling, struggling there. Somebody might have a better answer. Somebody might know somebody that knows somebody who will put you in a better place than that place that you're trying to get into. Listen, I think in my experience, right, I feel, I think that's one thing that we're missing as a, let me speak for a community that I know and I understand. African, Black African community, right? That's the one thing we're missing. These other races are excelling because community is a strong bond for them. If I'm up and your son is in this school, I'm pulling your son up. Hey, I know this guy who's a CEO. Let's go have lunch with him. We don't do that as Africans. And we always say that the white man, the white man has a savior mentality. I think we have that too. Be that one person that no, if I teach them to fish, they're never going to come to me. I want to be the one to save. I want to be the one with autonomy to knowledge. I want to be the one where they can always come and get. So I want to be the first person here and stay the only one at the top. That's what's killing us because we could be so much more. We have the most, uh, we have the talent, we have grit, we have all these things that can make us thrive as a society. But we're not, those are our resources and we're not using them like we should. You are easily to get something most times from someone from a different race that for an African to show you the ropes on how to go catch your own fish. They would not do, for the most part, some of them would not do that. So how do we advance? Like it, it's all these things that we are putting limits to ourselves and it's making all these things that we have to start looking at affirmative action. We have to start looking at what they can throw, what they can allow, and we doing all this thing. But we could do that for ourselves if we can just look out for one another. I think that's a good point you made. I think it's getting better with our generation. Uh, I know. I know for a fact. Anybody that's around me, if they have information, they're willing to share. And I think that um, from what I'm seeing at least from people that I know, Africans specifically, between 25 and I'll say 40, we get it now that we can go further together and success is collective. So it's, it's already happening, right? There, there's probably a subset of people, right, that still don't get it, but mm -hmm. that just, that you shouldn't be in those circles anyway. We were just at the concert. The, the highlight for the concert for me was I'm um, seeing everybody that um I haven't seen in a long time, and then understanding that we all had the same mission. It was like we 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 saw each other yesterday the way we were talking, and then we were like, "Yo, so what are you doing now? What are you working towards? How? What steps do you need guidance with? What? How can I assist with this?" Those are the things that really matter, right? And those things are happening now. Those conversations and environments are really being cultivated. What? Agreed, man. Um, I really, I also do believe that, you know, with, you know, the coming of, you know, AI and stuff like that and and everything, it's just too much noise, man. You know, it's too much noise. At what point, I mean, some people talk about mental health and, you know, like, why would you not have mental health when, you know, there's so much noise, you know, so much noise. How would you not have mental health? It's this, it's this problem, that problem, that problem, this problem. Then your pockets are empty too. You know, so I'm, I'm, of course, there's going to be problems. But like I just said, man, find your community, man. Um, you really need your community. You know, be where one, two, a hundred people. Find your community. 
and just make sure that you know everybody is about you know the hustle um it's hard you know trying to go get it and somebody is just sitting their ass on the couch and that's the person you interact with on a day-to-day it's hard for you to keep that grind going you know i don't care if you you know you have you know your mind is as tough as you know samson before you know to cut his his, his dreads off i don't you know you still go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? At some point in time, that laziness is going to rub off you, you know, and you go and find yourself on the couch too, watching TV or playing video games, you know what I mean? So, well, you have people who are, you know, motivated and doing things, you know, in different ways, be it whether, you know, they are doing, you know, to learn to trade, like, you know, a barber or, you know, hairstylist and stuff like that, or somebody who's in, you know, finance, IT. And they're about the business or somebody who is, you know, self-employed, right? They employ themselves, you know, you know, doing business. Like when you see them wake up and, you know, they go, it also gives you that motivation to go and go to. And lastly, man, don't apologize. Don't you dare ever apologize for being busy or staying busy, staying occupied. You know, there are people who go, oh, man, you're too busy for me. So fucking what? Be busy yourself too. What are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, get off your ass and go do something rather than telling somebody else that they're too busy. So, um, yeah, man. Any conclusions, guys? That was my own conclusion, by the way. It sounded... <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say that was going too well, and then you dropped the nugget. Get off your ass. and Okay, there we go. <laughs> Y'all know me like that, man. Y'all know me like that. I think I'll just feed off of a little bit what Aziz said earlier. Um, we got to know what the end goal is. Like um, the affirmative action or the action that we really need to do is continue to start building our communities. Because, um, you know, the more we have collectively as a group, the stronger we are, the more um, mm. the more our voice can be heard, the more we can do. But um, if we're trying to use these facilities and resources to just be able to still be able to be in our own place of independence or where we can um be heard and make a difference it's like you know why not just um do it amongst you know why not build together with our neighbor regardless if this one has access to this university or whatnot but see each other as you know brother and sister and build this community as you know um we're only as strong as our weakest link so i feel like when we start um looking past of you know what someone where someone's coming from or what school someone's you know being able to uh that went to and we really look at each other as you know if we don't build our community it doesn't matter you can have someone in harvard who's in dc but uh, you can have a collective of people that uh, went to a certain school, but you don't see no impact into the area where they are. So I think that's where we're lacking the most. And once we realize that, you know, once we can build ourselves and build our community together, then, you know, we'll start seeing the change that we're looking for. Um, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so can you. Mm-hmm. And all things for the good of those that love the Lord. So it doesn't matter what's being passed what you think is going to exclude you. Just know that if your relationship is right, you're going to win regardless. Be a change agent and be a person that walks and operates fearlessly. You don't need affirmative action if you're about action. You don't need people to allow you into their rooms when you can create your own rooms. 
you don't need safe spaces by people that don't want you there anyway that create unsafe environments when you can create those environments. Like you got to wake up knowing that you're a winner every single day because of to whom you belong to. And once we get to that place, we won't even have to have these conversations anymore because it's just a matter of, I just need to make a phone call. I need to call AK because my son needs a job in, in, in IT. I need to call T because my daughter needs a job in auditing. I need to call Tayo because my son or daughter wants to be a chef and I need somebody that I can trust to mentor them. When we get there, then that's when we can get to a place where we're actually winning. These things don't really matter. We don't need your affirmative action. We just need to take more action and believe that we can win. And work together. Yes. Success is collective, never individual. Second mic dropped. <laughs> <laughs> Me, my conclusion is this. Um, I think we've come, I think we've come to a point in society where we know that as black people the odds are not in our favor right it's not news um and to sit and be surprised that things are constantly not working for us in the system is would be the greatest um what's this word i'm looking for i cannot find out it would be the greatest delusion right they would Every day they'll come up with something that would hinder us from prospering, from advancing. Because obvious, because it is definitely, it's their system. It's on their terms. And so we, I feel like we have to come to a place where we have to make our own terms, make our own rules, make our own paths, build our own communities. That's the only way we would succeed. But it's definitely not through the system it it will break us it it's not meant for us it's not because they can give it and take it away anytime they want anytime as we can see so we we have to come together as a people and start looking at the bigger picture there's, I don't think there's ever going to be a time where we would feel like we're favored, appreciated, and seen. It's never going to happen, and we should we should make terms with that now and keep moving because we keep looking in the past. It, it's not happening. We just need to move forward and, and make it for ourselves. Well, how, how how do you suggest we move forward and make it for ourselves? But I don't know. We started with community, <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't know why I said that. We started, I think the main thing is, is advancing together. Advancing together. There's no, there's no way this would happen if we are not advancing together. Opting to mentor people, to hold the doors for people. Um, and the more we go out and create our own things, the more likely people that look like us get opportunities that favored them, that work in their favor. And so I, I think that's a good start. And then everything else, we can make the rules up as we go. But I think that would be a good start. Not gatekeeping. Gatekeeping is is, is not. <sighs> yeah. Facts, facts, facts. Hey, man. Y'all heard my peoples, man. Hey, listen. This is PWC. 
Palm Wine Central Podcast. You know, sponsored by SITM Podcast. Follow them on all streaming and social platforms, SITM Podcast. And while you are it too, follow us on all social platforms at PWC Cast and all streaming platforms at Palm Wine Central Podcast. Um, thank you guys, you know, for listening to us on a weekly basis. Um, and also thank you for, you know, having these conversations, you know, I know um, some of you share your thoughts with us and we really appreciate that. And some of you share our thoughts with other people too, who in turn share with us too. So again, we greatly appreciate it. Just keep, you know, um, pushing the conversations. Um, we might not be right. We might be right, whichever, but we have, we have voices and our voices are being heard somehow, some shape or form. I'm here with my good peoples again. Chef T, T, Babazis, appreciate you guys, man. Happy. You already know. And, you know, for those of you, you know, out there who, you know, want to celebrate the, you know, my people holiday, happy fourth. Uh, we are Audi. To be worried about when there's palm wine. So drink, 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 drink. What the Smiles around the table, sharing this meal. This meal. I got a piece of mind when there's palm wine. Oh, I got a piece of mind.